Welcome to the Stream of David Show, where David taps into higher consciousness and shares divine guidance from the stream, answering all of life's questions and guiding you to the life of your dreams. Sit back with your mind opened as you come along with us on this wonderful journey of higher enlightenment. Here's your host, David Strickle. Hi, welcome to the Stream of David Show. I am back for part two with my conversation with my good friend, Liza Jane Wolf. Hi, Liza. Hi, everyone. How are you today? I am well, and I am happy to be here. This is always super fun and interesting. <laughs> yeah, our conversation last time uh, was so interesting, and we got into so many different uh, topics. You know, the, the topic here is spiritual myths, and this is part two of spiritual myths. And we tackled a lot of spiritual myths, probably ruffled some feathers out there. I'm, I'm sure I've got some emails that I haven't gotten to yet. <laughs> oh, well, you know, it's just, it's just part of it. We all get to have our own opinion. And right. I, I love it uh, when, when a conversation starts around something and somebody needs a little more clarity. You know, we're kind of hitting on little snippets of information in, in a format like this. But it's a conversation starter, if nothing else. So I think that it's a very positive thing that we're covering some of these things and giving our opinion from our perspective on it. And certainly everyone has a right to their own opinion regarding it. And I will preface this, that if any of these spiritual myths work for you, then it's the right thing for you. You know, I'm, I'm not a practitioner of any religion. I am agnostic for sure. And I have always said that if religion really works for you in a positive way, then you're in the right place and, and you should do what works for you. There is no one size fits all. The stream says that. There's no one size fits all in this world. We're all here on our own paths and our own journey. We're all different. We all come in with, you know, a, a, a infinite lifetimes of being different types of beings and different experiences projecting into this lifetime to have this one-off human experience. And we're not all going to have the same type of experience. We're not all going to be served in the same ways. We're all individuals. So whatever we're doing is okay. But for the context of these two episodes that you and I are doing, we're taking the information that we're getting you from the MVP, me from the stream, and it's really all coming from source. And we're really kind of picking apart a lot of these, these spiritual ideas, these, these, these modalities and practices. And it doesn't mean that any of them are wrong or right. We, we, we're even talking about the ones that we subscribe to. We're kind of mm -hmm. saying that they're bullshit and then turning right around and saying how we utilize them in our lives. <laughs> so there's nothing right or wrong about any of this. And I don't want anybody to think that. But we're definitely going a little more in depth with a lot of things that are taught uh, under the broad genre of spiritual teachings, very broad, with lots of different beliefs. And the, the whole goal behind this conversation is to get everybody questioning and thinking a little deeper, as always, and not letting it become religion. That's the only thing I don't want to see. I don't want, I don't want to see anything evolve into, especially the stream. That's the thing that, you know, I've... I've given birth to the stream of David. It's a stream of consciousness that's been coming to me my entire life. I labeled it the stream because it's not human. And, you know, we, we have stream teachings now. We have a stream book. We have another book that's on its way. We now have the Taya spiritual practice. I don't want the Taya spiritual practice to become a religion. And I have a suspicion, in fact, beyond a suspicion, the stream has confirmed this, that all of these religions started out as something like this. Started out as the stream, started out as the MVP, some, yeah. you know, channeled something that was higher yeah. consciousness, that was highly evolved thought, and it made a lot of sense, and it resonated with people, and it started helping people in their lives, 
and then other humans grabbed onto it, probably after the death of the person that gave birth to it. So, you know, I'll be dead by the time it gets, by the time the stream gets bastardized, I'll, I'll be dead, hopefully. I'm not worried about it so much. But <laughs> it'll get turned into a religion. And I don't want that. I, that's why I'm so open about the very imperfect, polarized human being that I am. I don't ever want to be revered as some deity because I'm not one. I channel the stream. It's source. That's it. After that, I'm a human being. I go up and down my spiral. I have problems. I make mistakes. I do stupid things sometimes. I am human. You all are human. We all are like this. There's no such thing, in my opinion, as an enlightened being on this planet, as a being that's walking around that's superhuman and not imperfect. We all are. And if nothing else, the imperfection is them claiming that they're perfect. So, Liza, what are your thoughts on that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, you know, um, just uh huh. I agree. Uh, <laughs> what can I add to it? Um, you know, that's that's the truth. Though. I've received that information from the MVP before as well. That everything that we view as a religion now, that we experience as a religion now, came as an inspired. Uh, inspiration, an inspiration channel from someone with information like we offer on how to really live your best human life, right? And people just take that away. Like you said, you know, they run with it and they turn it into a set of rules and a set of regulations. And then they look for adherence. And, you know, because well, like we mentioned last time, you know, lots of people are choosing to have their contrasting experience by being a victim, or being controlled, or being powerless. And so we're always going to have that happening, right? Hopefully it doesn't happen to the stream and MVP. Hopefully they take somebody else's information and run away with it and created a religion from it. But, you know, as humans, we're, we're always flawed. And, uh, and I, I forget what you said now, but I, I know what I was thinking about what you said, even though I can't remember what you said. Um, but, you know, I was, uh, you revealed something on a, um, one of the last times I hosted you a, a couple weeks ago and you revealed something and, and one of my friends who is a big follower of Abraham was like, I can't believe that David said that. And I was like, he's human. Like he, he's human. We all do crazy what things. We all do messed up things. We're um, that you were do that you did steroids. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was very open. <laughs> I did steroids. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, and I was like, she was like, I can't believe he said that, and I'm like, well, why? He he did it. It's part of his cre contrast creation. You know, it's part of his experience. Like, why would he not reveal it? Right. Yeah. And so, well, and I forget how judgmental people are about stuff like that, but you know, it's something that as a 51 year old man, I'm going to the gym. I'm lifting weights. I want better results. I see people around me. That's very prevalent where I live, especially in the gym culture. Yeah, you, you know, really these, picked a doozy yeah, spot. <laughs> yeah, and these, these guys that are just have these great bodies that are, you know, 50, 60, 70 years old. Yeah, I want that. You know, I, I lived a lot of my life as a 300-pound man, a big blob, and, you know, didn't have a great body. And now I really, my, and it was ego-driven. Of course it was. And I will tell you that I don't know if I even consulted the stream about it or not, um, but I didn't have a lot of negative guidance around it because, again, it was my contrasting experience. The positive was this summer I looked great. 
<laughs> the negative was I developed. And we have the pictures to prove it. Yeah, I looked great in those <laughs> pictures. And then I had got acne. And then I, after the acne, I'll go to the doctor and find out that you know my heart rate is elevated. I'm producing too much blood. And the reason I shared it was because a cautionary tale, first of all, that yeah, the story used for me was not a positive experience. <laughs> and I have a friend that's been using it for years. And he talked about how he lost his singing voice. His hair is falling out. And he's got negative to it. But to him, the positive outweighs the negative. Well, for me, I think my manifestation of acne, which is pretty damn gross, especially at 51 years old. You know, I had it when I was a teenager. I haven't had that as an adult. That was a warning sign from the universe that, hey, you're going to kill yourself on this stuff. We're going to give you a manifestation to get your attention about it. I go to the doctor and the doctor, you know, is very knowledgeable about these things. He's a bodybuilder himself. He's like, yeah, you've got this, this, and this going on. If you don't knock it off, you're going to have a heart attack. So, you know, it was something that I tried. It, it had a positive contrast and a negative contrast. I have no problem sharing my contrast with the world, not trying to, to be a guru, not trying to be perfect. Well, um, and I don't always right there. That is what I think she was getting at. Not that you chose to have the experience, right? But that you would tarnish your otherwise perfect reputation as a spiritual leader by divulging that information, right? Uh, so well, still judgment, perfect, but... I need, to, I need yeah. to divulge more than if I have a perfect reputation. <laughs> because that's... <laughs> because that... And I was... I, I don't think you do. Trust me, you're good at that. Um, <laughs> but, you know... I try my damnedest not to have a perfect reputation as a spiritual But it's... It, it, what it said to me was that idea of how our society... And then this goes over into the spiritual community, right? Our spiritual society... That if you're going to do any work that's spiritual, you have to maintain this facade of perfection, right? right? And, you know, my clients will tell you firsthand the reason they love me is because I'm like, do you want to know this dumb shit I did the other day? And I cannot even believe that I manifested this. And oh yeah, my well, God, most you know. Like authenticity, but some people need to be lied to, to, to believe. And, you know, there's a whole lot of people like that. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's just not my tribe, you know. And, and mm -hmm. again, we're going back yeah. to spiritual myths. The idea of the perfect spiritual guru there's a spiritual myth for you right there because I, you know, when we get into the business of, of spirituality and this is an industry, there are people writing mm -hmm. books and doing lectures and workshops and boot camps, you know, making money. Some, in some cases, lots and lots of money sharing their knowledge and hopefully it's helping people. And I, I, I there's nothing wrong with it, but you know, you, you start running into people that, Oh, I worked for so-and-so and guess what? They were a nightmare to work for. They were having tantrums all the time. They were having meltdowns. So I'm starting to rub elbows with people that know some pretty successful sort of, you know, top of the, the heap, you know, the people that are on the Oprah show type of gurus, right? Quote unquote. And then you start to hear these stories about them and realize, ah, oh, yeah, they're, you know, they're, they're not perfect either. None of us are, but they, mm -hmm. you know, maybe they work a little harder at putting a facade out there. And if it works for them and it works for their audience and if the audience needs to believe that they're guru is some, you know, picture of perfection, then, you know, it's not hurting anyone that's serving that audience. I'm not after that audience. I'm after the audience that realizes David's a human that channels source. Mm -hmm. And source is not guiding me to do steroids, but they're also not guiding me not to do it. You know, they're guiding me to have my own unique human experience and, and try these things and pay attention when I'm manifesting something negative from it and then decide if it's the right thing for me or not. And that's what I did with steroids. I, I tried it. There was a positive. Yeah, my muscles, you know, I, I got stronger. I got bigger. I looked great over the summer. 
And then all of a sudden there was a negative and I got very clear guidance from my body that it was not the right thing for me. And I don't mind sharing that because that's, I'm being of higher service to my audience sharing that than not sharing it. How am I of service to human beings who are all flawed and all living contrasting lives and are all impacted by polarity by pretending to live some life of perfection? I just think that's bullshit and I don't ever want to be that. And I, if I ever become that, send me a letter. I'll let you know. Yeah. Whoever's letter, listening out there. I'll call you. Send me a letter in the mail. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't ever in check the mail. mail. Yeah, I have Quit a dating box. yourself. I check it, yeah. <laughs> send me an email or a message on Facebook and let me know that I'm full of shit these days. And then I'll, Back I'll in the day when we received paper mail. Yeah. Send no. Me um. If you send me a letter, I'll never see it because I don't ever go to my post office box. Ever. <laughs> I, I pay and collect money electronically. And, and everything else is just junk, right? Oh. My whole business is like, even the government, everything from the government is like, oh, yeah, it's all yeah. that that goes to what we were talking about in the last episode about, um, you know, it's all your imagination and none of it's actually real. And so like, who cares? What's the big deal? Now I'm like deliriously happy people look at me strangely. The best thing ever is that I've always dreamed of this kind of life and um, now I am living it. I'm creating it and it's not a dream anymore, it's reality. I'm human and I'm going to be here a long time. I plan on it and there's going to be lots of obstacles, but now I know how to meet those obstacles and I know how to live in joy and let go of all these things that held me back from living this beautiful life I've always dreamed of. And it's amazing how rapidly those things start showing up once you practice Taya. It just has completely changed my world. It's amazing. Taya is a spiritual practice that I co-created with The String, a group of non-physical entities that I channel, entities that have been coming to me my entire life with a profound eternal message based in universal law. This spiritual practice brings a life of joy, clarity, and abundance, and I now teach it to people all over the world. Taya Bootcamp is specifically designed for those who are ready to bring big, lasting changes to their lives. In Taya Bootcamp, you learn the Taya spiritual practice, a practice that if you so choose, you will use for the rest of your life. It's not about religion. It's not about judgment. It's not about rules or anything like that. It is a spiritual practice of meditation, forgiveness, source connection, the setting of positive intentions, and actually understanding your virtual vibrational spiral, understanding how to control your vibration, thus controlling the things that are coming into your life. So if you want to create your own bubble of reality intentionally, having more of the things that you want coming into your life and less of the things you don't want, if you want to see your world from the highest perspective, one where you understand the nature of positive and negative, where you no longer fear anything, where you are in such a state of trust that you know the universe is going to deliver everything that you want. If you're ready for that, then you're ready for Taya Bootcamp. What would you have to say to anyone who's interested in joining Taya Bootcamp? Do it. <laughs> jump in put fear away honestly it's the best thing I have ever done for myself in my life but when you were talking about you know sharing your imperfections that's something that the MVP always says to me is is 
we are source perfection when we're scrubbing a toilet, when we're strung out on drugs, when we're as happy as we can be. No matter what we're doing, we are always source perfection. And so, you know, kind of what we were talking about before, about those judgments, about those ideals of perfection, we are perfect in our imperfection. And so when we're striving for this, perf- this perceived perfection, we're not being authentically our imperfect selves, right? And, and so it's just like one of those many things that we've been taught backwards. Like I always think, oh, you taught us that backwards. Like, yeah, well, the universe we got that wrong, right? Like, backward of what we're taught in humanity, for sure, because the, the yeah. teachings of humanity are, are there to control us. And the, the universal laws are exactly opposite of that. We're free to be or do or have whatever we want and, and to be free. You know, we're, we're not here to be controlled. It doesn't feel good, but there are no. people that resign themselves to that and, and that's their choice and it's fine. And you know, it's funny. One of the very first classes I taught a couple years ago when I first started teaching my take on spirituality, which you can imagine is pretty fun. Um, but I remember I taught a class and I was, relating a few stories about myself and, you know, just kind of laughing at how I did, you know, did this silly thing or messed this up or did this. And, you know, lots of people were like, oh my gosh, I can totally relate to that. Oh yeah, I've had that, you know, this and that. And I'll never forget a lady came up to me after class and she was like, I'm not that tall. I'm, I think I'm 5'4", but people tell me I'm not actually 5'4". So uh, clearly- You're 5'4", <laughs> uh, according to your hairdo. Yeah. <laughs> And, um, and she was just so tall. And I remember like looking up at her and she said, Oh, you have so much beautiful information to share, but you, you would really benefit from not, um, not self deprecating and not sharing those negative stories about yourself. You would really have a better impact on the people that are coming to hear you if you didn't repeat those things. And at the time, I was like, uh, do you want to get out of my face or what? You know, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm guiding you just, to be a little more full of shit and inauthentic. Yeah, I'm like, I'm guiding you level. to yeah. back the F up away from yeah. me, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it kind of sat with me. And, and so, you know, I kind of took it in and I was like, well, is there any merit to that? And, you know, and I thought, I'm not. I'm not somebody who will say, oh my God, I'm so stupid. I cannot believe how done. Like, I don't beat myself up. I love myself. I'm my best friend. Yeah. But it was, you know, I'm a human. You know, smart people do stupid things all the time. We see it in the news all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, And I just, and I think now, like, how many people has she said that to? And, and, and it's funny, like, um, just, knowing a little bit about this person, like they've never been able to get their spiritual teachings off the ground because they're not authentically being who they are. You know, she's, she's not authentically being herself. She's trying to fit herself into this mold of what she thinks You know, it's funny. I was listening to, um, to Howard Stern and yes, I listened to Howard Stern and I'm (laughs) spiritual. He's so Uh, funny. Yeah. I, I was listening to him and Hillary Clinton was his guest. And I've always, you know, I, there's something about her that she has a good vibe, but she doesn't come off with the best vibe when she's running for office. I always kind of said that she, and I'm not trying to get all political on everybody. You can write me letters about that. If you want. Yes. Emails about that if you want to. I, I get in trouble when I start talking about politics. But I always say that she sort of comes off as a political robot. And here she is on Howard Stern. She's not running for office. That, that's kind of behind her now, I guess. And she's just so delightful and smart and witty and interesting. And I really liked her. And I just thought, wow, where was this Hillary when she was running against Trump? She, you know, 
she was, she was so stiff and controlled. And, and I guess they think you have to be, but then he comes along and just blows all those rules out of the water. And if nothing else, he's authentic, <laughs> right? <laughs> he just says whatever he wants to say. And he wins the election. He didn't win the popular vote. He won the yeah. election. He's in office now. And I, I'm, there's part of me that thinks, well, the contrast of this is that he's changed the office of the president of the United States forever. Because yeah. now you're going to be, you're going to almost have to come in with a higher level of authenticity to, to relate to, to, to the voter. Because mm-hmm. we're used to that now. We're used to just, a, a, you know, we got a guy in there now for almost four years, or just uh, three years at this point, and says whatever he wants to say, anytime he wants to say it. And there's something refreshing about that, even if you don't like what he's saying. And I get that. So again, don't comment on all that. I'm not trying to get political on you. But, or comment on it if you want to, but... <laughs> I'm not trying to get political. I really am not. It's just that it's interesting that authenticity is so refreshing because we don't get it a whole lot and you don't get it in politics for sure. But I think a lot of times in spiritual teachings, you don't. And and perhaps the ones that are being, uh, that are putting themselves out there and never sharing anything negative about themselves feel like they're serving their audience. And you know, maybe they are. A lot of them are doing that, have a lot bigger audience than I do at this point, but I am very much guided to just be me and tell these stories mm-hmm. because I feel like my negative stories serve the audience. And that's what I'm As seeking do to I. do is, is to serve and inspire mm-hmm. everyone to, to find their paths to utilizing universal law in their lives to make their lives better. That's all I want. So however I get there with whomever I get there and the stream has said, they don't care whether their audience is one or 1000 or a million that they're, they're not interested. That's up to me. That's my ego thing coming into play there, you know, wanting to have a bigger audience and, and fill stadiums. Mm-hmm. And all this stuff. Definitely. We talked about that. Yeah. I've had that convo with the MVP too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the, the last frontier that I want to get to here is I want to talk about uh, spiritual myths with the body. And I'm not saying all this stuff is a myth. I want your, your take on it. First of all, we're going to talk about chakras. So, so what is your take on chakras in- and the importance of chakras? So I love the chakras. Um, I actually use the chakras as a roadmap when I'm working with my clients. Um, And my take on the chakras is, again, they're a tool to help us focus our energy and understand how we're sending and receiving energy. We are not locked into. We are not beholden to. They are just one of the many roadmaps that we have to understand ourselves as energetic beings. And so for me, did you, did you research me before we got on here? Cause you seem to be talking about all the stuff that I, that I know about. Um, I'm, I'm, but I'm actually, I know you, I haven't researched. Oh yeah, that's right. (laughs) Plus plus, there, there's a certain guidance that I'm getting because our vibration in this, in this, that there's definitely, there's things that I'm coming up with that I'm just writing down. I'm like, oh, I know. when you're I'm being a high, smart you ass. start getting it. And I love you <laughs> because you're a smart ass because I'm a fellow <laughs> smart ass. Because that's what happens when I'm, when I'm uh, doing the stream. I'm like, well, what questions should I ask? And they just kind of come yeah, through. They but, just, um, but so there's, you know, our bodies are, are just a higher density vibration of energy, right? And it's so hard for our human minds to wrap around that. So things like the chakras, our auric field, all of those things are really just ways that we can understand ourselves as energy. And again, you know, there's rules, but 
don't, don't abide by the rules. Just take what works for you and leave it, you know, leave what doesn't. And so I use the chakras all the time as a roadmap to help people understand themselves as source energy incarnated into physical form. Yeah. And I've had experiences. I used to do a chakra uh, after my Kundalini awakening, I would do a chakra meditation and it played certain binaural beats that would activate your chakras and it worked. I could feel it, but I was using my imagination to bridge the gap. I know I was, but I still had this amazing experience until I got to a point where I realized that my entire body was a receptor and connected. Yes. And I still have certain uh, physical feelings when the stream it becomes one with me. They're not really entering my body. They're always here. It's I'm tuning in and allowing it and realizing it. And I feel, you know, we talk about third eye. I do feel it there. And people talk about the pineal gland and all of that. I get the guidance from the stream that, you know, Mm -hmm. your whole body is a receptor and there's parts of your body that are higher vibration than others. And chakras, yeah, and more tuned, which is really the same thing as your third eye, mm-hmm. are all that. That you have, you know, certain areas of your body that are higher vibration than others that are going to be the first receptors of this type of thing when you start allowing it. But it's all there all the time. And the the idea of which chakra controls what it gives you a framework of belief that starts aligning yeah. you with with your connection to source. But it's not a set in stone rule. But if you give the power to clear, you know, your money chakra, which one's your money chakra? It would be your root. Root, okay. That's everything physical. Yeah, the root chakra. So if you if you give that to power and believe it, then it's going to work for you because your belief is really the power. So there's nothing wrong with using this stuff. And, and these teachings, again, they're actually helping you understand that your physical body can become more one with source. And when you allow it to be more one with source, and that's what I've done and it's changed my weight. It's changed my physical appearance. It's, it's changed my health. It's done everything. And then I take steroids and change a little more, but <laughs> tweaking, always to tweaking. pop that in there. Yes. <laughs> Fine tuning. Uh, yes. You know, the muscles that source wouldn't give me steroids did. <laughs> God. That's how you I'm, manifest. I'm so going to get myself into trouble. So <laughs> anyway, I digress back into the story topic. But anyway, I did. I changed my physical yeah. appearance through the Kundalini awakening that occurred, through the meditation, through the intentionality, through the allowing of it. But at the end of the day, it was all loving myself more, believing that I was worthy. And I think that, and again, I always preface this with, you know, I don't think I'm Brad Pitt or anything like that or George Clooney. I think I'm a more attractive human being now than I was at age 40 when I was a miserable human being. A big part of that is weight loss, but there's other things that play there now. I think that my, I just have a brighter aura and appearance about me. And it's not because I'm blessed or special. Yeah. It's because I do the work to be source connected, allow that connection to flow so often now. I want it all the time. And, and Taya is, you know, the Taya practice that yeah, I created it's is all about really allowing that source connection to flow all the time. And I found that there's no ceiling to that. It just gets better and better and better. And there is higher and higher enlightenment with it. But as we were talking about in the last episode, that doesn't mean that I'm enlightened. There's no finish line with this. Yeah. You know, I, I get it more and more and more. I go down my spiral less and less. I do behave better to other people now than I did 10 years ago. I love myself more. I love humanity more, but it's always a, an ongoing journey. It's always a process where we just keep get, getting better and better and better. And I realize now that that's why Taya is a spiritual practice. 
you don't come into my boot camp and graduate and you're all fixed. You know, you're learning the spiritual practice that will enhance your life. And if you keep doing the practice, it will continue to enhance your life for the rest of your life if you want to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. So all all of these physical things are, are not spiritual myths, but it's definitely a human creation of using your imagination to bridge the gap between physical and non-physical. And really that's what everything is. And, and I'll wrap up kind of with that because I, I want to get to uh, your session with the stream that we promised in the first episode. So in a few <laughs> minutes, we're, go, we're going to play that for everybody. So Liza, do you have any final words on um, spiritual myths? Just kind of to add to what you said, the MVP has always told me that we are the only tool that we need. You know, we are that, that antenna that connects to source energy. That's what our physical body is for us, right? It's that tool of connection and we have everything we need within us. And yeah, dedication to that connection is the only thing you need to live your best life that you could possibly want to live. It's all really easy and simple. (laughs) I agree. This has been so much fun. Well, what we're going to do now is take a quick break. And then when we come back, you're going to be hearing Liza's session with the stream, a live channeling session where she asked a lot of questions. It was our first episode in Law of Attraction 2.0. We didn't have a ton of people on like we usually do in the other, uh, in the other Facebook page. So she supplemented with a lot of her own questions. And so it was a great Q&A session between Liza and the stream. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, you'll be hearing from Liza and the stream. We are here. Welcome. Welcome. We are happy to have you with us. Before we jump into the questions, is there anything you want to share with us? We will start with it. It is always good to be here. We, we are flowing with the intention of interacting with all of you, answering all of your questions, whether you are actively asking them now or in the future. We will touch on a number of topics. We will we, we will go deep into to certain subjects and we will we'll gloss over others. And, and there will be an intentionality behind all of that, that 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 will come into focus as you continue to 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 play around with us tonight. We are here with the intention of this being uplifting and fun, informative, hopefully providing some tools for you to 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 navigate this lifetime in a more satisfying and, and effective way. Whatever your version of abundance is, we are here to guide you to that. We, we are always here to, to, to guide you to joy, to, to clarity, to, to a connection to our energy. We are available to each and every one of you all the time. And, and, and we will tell you right off the bat that, that your, your clearest path to allowing our energy to flow is, is, is to simply sit in quiet appreciation of you, of loving yourselves. Because it's important that you understand that, that we are pure positive energy. We, we are not an entity in the sky looking down and, and judging you and assigning rules and, and needing to be worshipped by you. Those are man-made creations, and, and, and they serve a purpose to a point. But those of you that have found your way here are, are coming to understand that the energetic realm is something that you are part of. It is not separate from you that you are all eternal beings. You are all aware on some level that your consciousness transcends this physical body, this lifetime that is very temporary in comparison to the wholeness of who you are. And and, and that at your very best, 
when you are up in, in positive emotion, what David refers to as up, up your spiral, you are pure positive energy. You, you are in flow with us. And when you are dreaming in that state, daydreaming, you are creating your dreams because you believe your dreams in that state. And in your belief, you are creating. And by the same mechanism, when you are down your spiral, you are doing exactly the opposite. You are cutting yourselves off from us. We are your connection. We are your intuition. We are your path to feeling good. And you're cutting yourselves off when you're allowing yourselves to be down. Now, a, a certain amount of downtime is natural for you. This is why you have a vibrational spiral in the first place, a virtual vibrational spiral. And, and this is why polarity exists to take you up and down this virtual vibrational spiral. And your downtime serves you in creating obstacles in your lives, these little storms that come through and disrupt, sometimes destroy things. Yet you all hold the ability to, to, to clean up after the storm, to build back bigger and better than ever before. And, 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 and your storms, your obstacles in your lives serve the great purpose of being the launch pad for your next new creation. And understand that your new creation, whether that new creation is, is in a slightly better mood or, or a new invention that changes humanity and everything in between. All of that new creation is your expansion as a soul consciousness being. And in a smaller scale, it is your expansion as a human being, but it also as part of the collective consciousness that is source and you are all part of us. It, it, it creates the expansion of the entire universe. You are all here in physical specifically to experience a mix of positive and negative. And at your best, you allow that negative to inspire new positive. And if you really step back and look at your lives and the world and the universe, you see they all operate the same and that positive always wins. Positive always outweighs negative, always. That is universal design. There, there is no true balance there. We are source. We are the core of source energy. We are pure positive. There is less than positive that radiates out from this core. And you can tap into our energy through self-love, self-appreciation, because we are vibrationally matched in those moments because we have nothing but love for you. But then when you're not loving yourselves, when you're in fear, when you're in despair, you are tapping into something less than. You're tapping into something less than positive. And that can build momentum. And you can radiate all the way out to pure negative, to evil as you label it, we are not judging good and evil, but we understand your perspective. We understand that the one that walks in and shoots up a school is certainly not connected to our energy. They, they are doing so out of, of a misguided fear-based thought. And it's important for you to understand that, that no one is born that way. And it's important for you to understand that no one is possessed without invitation of that negative energy, that that is all focus. So you all have the power to focus positively or negatively, and you all project yourselves into these scenarios that you're born into that set you off on a course. And some of you project yourselves into far more challenging circumstances as far as finding your way out of a negative scenario into positive. But you do that on purpose. You, you are projecting yourselves into this, this dire circumstance sometimes, some of you. 
we say you, we're speaking of all humanity, of course. And, and, and in doing so, understand that if you find your way out of that, if you manifest a path out of that scenario, you are going to receive tremendous expansion in the process and move more and more into the, the core of source, become even more and more one with us. This is why your stories of triumph are your very favorite stories as human beings. This is why your, 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 your stories of small children who are born into to terminal illness and live a short while, but yet they are highly enlightened souls are so common. You are experiencing a highly evolved being coming to your planet, manifesting as physical, choosing a very rough path, and in lighting up the world in the process. And from that higher perspective, understanding that that five or 10 years of life held as much or more value than 90 years of life without that level of enlightenment, without that experience. So, so, so we are here to share any and everything that you want. We, we are here to play with you on any level that you wish to, 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 to join us. So we will answer any question that, that you put forth. And we are very appreciative for your participation and, and very appreciative of Liza and giving her time and, and, and enjoying us tonight. So we are ready for your questions. Thank you. That was wonderful. So the first question we have is from Angela, and she wants to know, is birds a sign or a message? We understand the question, and, and we, we will, first of all, we want you all to understand that these signs that you manifest are all your personal individual manifestations. If you appreciate birds, you will manifest birds as a sign of your connection to our energy. If you are into numbers lining up, you are going to manifest numbers aligning as a sign to your connection to positive energy, that which we are. So it is individual for all of you. There is no one size fits all in any of this. This is all you perceiving the energetic realm and your own personal manifestations of your connection. So if you if you appreciate purple Volkswagens, you are going to manifest seeing purple Volkswagens as a sign of your alignment. It is what you appreciate. So the answer to that question is always yes for you. I love that. Um, and I love that knowing that we're always connected and we, again, as we're empowered, get to choose how we communicate. Hi, it's David and Liza. We're back. We just got through listening to the live channeling session where Liza asked all kinds of questions of the stream. I hope you really enjoyed that. Liza, I want to thank you so much for doing this uh, episode with me and for hosting the stream as you do often at the Law of Attraction 2.0 group. We also uh, work together a lot over in Spirituality Gone Wild. If you're not members of those two Facebook groups, you might want to join. One is Law of Attraction 2.0 and the other is Spirituality Gone Wild. If you want to interact live with the stream, you can come in there. I'm on uh, in there every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific at Spirituality Gone Wild and every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific right now as this broadcast is being recorded uh, at 4 p.m. Pacific and Law of Attraction 2.0. And Liza hosts very often. We have some other fun hosts that come in as well to play with the stream. Liza, tell them how to get in touch with you if they'd like to learn more about you and the MVP. Thank you. And I have to say, it's always a blast to host the stream. And I love when I get to ask my own questions. You can reach me at www.lizajanewolf.com. Wolf like the animal, no E. Very good, Liza. Thank you so much for joining me. And, and we had a great, uh, these two episodes have just been so much fun. 
a lot of uh, interesting topics that we covered, uh, busting a lot of spiritual myths, and really promoting a lot of spiritual myths too, because <laughs> at the end of the day, there's no right or wrong. They can all work for us. So the, the moral of the story here is pick and choose what you want, what you want to use, what works for you. There's nothing wrong with any of it, but just understand at the end of the day, like Liza said uh, before we went to the channeling session, the power lies within you to have or do or be anything that you want. Your life can be as beautiful as you allow it to be. The power is within you always. Thank you, Liza. And thank you all so much for listening. Namaste. Thank you for listening. To learn more about The Stream of David, visit thestreamofdavid.com. For topic requests or to learn more about David's Taya Boot Camp, email david at thestreamofdavid.com. See you next week.